Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode one, season one. This is Out of the, Out of the Queen's, Queen's Mouth. House. I am one half Lakita Mo. I am a college professor, an author, and entrepreneur, a self-proclaimed professor bay. I am Darielle. I am a goddess warrior. I am an entrepreneur, a healthcare guru. And we are finally here. Yes. It's amazing. It does. It I've does. been dying to dive into the podcast world. So this is like a <gasps> moment for me. I know. How does it feel? Um, it feels great. Um, this is like what, a year in the making? So yeah. this is something that happened overnight. Like we yeah. have been talking about this for a long time. I agree. I think destiny has aligned and we're both in the space to speak our shit uh, freely. I think I finally got to the position in life where I'm ready to just be like, oh, girl, that ain't it. Mm-hmm. Like, let me tell you how I feel. So, yeah, yeah that's it. And that's all. You yeah. Know? You know? Yeah. We got a lot coming. Like it's so many hot topics. It's so much that's changed in the world. It has. And we are what? This is 2021. And we're March. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And I'll be I'll be able to go to a 35 and older club this year. That's how I put it. Oh so I know. I know, because we met, what, at 18? 18, Ah. FMU. The, the, the. The, the only (laughs) HBCU. But we did. It's been, it's been a journey, but I think life brings you back full circle no matter what. It definitely did with us, because if you think about it, we met at 18, so that was, that was a long time ago. We were so young, and now we're like, you know. This girl, like, if you judge me off my choices at 18, <laughs> you would have been like, what? <laughs> it's like, ooh, now we're like full adult women now. Like, you know, with families and, 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 and stuff. And you, you know, you're about to be a wife. I know. Look, who told me to grow up? <laughs> Something to grow yes, up. Yes, and congratulations on that because that just Thank happened, you, you know, really. It did. Oh, it did. And, and, well, I'm all into, as we get in front of the podcast, you all will understand my spirituality, mm-hmm. but it is the craziest feeling to be living in your manifestations. This is something I've prayed for. This is something I've aligned myself for. So every morning being in a, a, a homeowner, waking up to a man that literally is everything I could have prayed for more with beautiful kids. I'm like, oh, girl. Yeah. What else can you do? Yeah, you can do anything. You know, I'm a I'm a firm believer in manifesting i'll tell people quick write that shit down because i have witnessed it firsthand like that shit 
will come true. It has happened to me, and I have watched it happen to to other people. So, you know, definitely speaking positivity over your life, dreaming big, trusting your process, and definitely ending up right where you're supposed to be. I agree. I agree. I well, I'm a bookworm. Um, so the book that tied it all in for me is going to be Shonda Rhimes' The Year of Yes. Okay. Um, and I think a full year just saying yes will I think even brings you more over to where you want to be and where you should be. Mm -hmm. Um, You caught me in my year of yes. So anything that is asked of me during a dedicated year of yes, I'm doing it. Okay. So yes, and I'm here and this shit about to be big. It is. You don't even know. (laughs) It's already big. It's already big. It's already big. So definitely. Definitely, definitely. Well, what are you sipping on today? Well, you know, I got some good old Sutter Home um, Moscato because I'm not gonna lie, I needed something real strong to like to, to get me there quick. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not gonna lie, you know, even though I'm a teacher and you know I stand in front of people and I talk all the time, you know, this is a different avenue for me so i needed to like tap into my alter ego and so in order to do that i need a strong drink so this good old sir home and and mind you now um i have a a wine rack full of full of you know top of the line wine (laughs) (laughs) you know i like to you know I, i like to call myself a wine connoisseur so I have I have the finest, but I felt like tonight I just need to tap into to my other side and um, get me where I need to be. What what you what you sipping on? Well, you know, as hood rat, sister ratchet, <laughs> um, I am drinking Uncle Nearest. Uh, Uncle Nearest is the guy who showed um, Jack Daniels how to even start his business. So. I like my liquor like I like my men, dark and straight. Um, so I am drinking it on the rocks with okay. one ice cube because I'm sedity, okay? Okay. No clean, clean. Just that one, that one. <laughs> that one. Sounds That's good. That's all I need. A little bit of chill, not too much chill. Yeah, sounds good. So... so you- I saw a topic <laughs> that I want to address. And the topic, I'll read it to you verbatim. It says, because I want to know your thoughts. Okay. Um, so I'm in a group. Well, I'm in, I mean, I feel like I'm everybody, like everybody right now. I'm only on Facebook for the groups at this point. Like the news feed is fun, but the groups is where it's at. Like that's just where it's at. So it says two people are dating. And the woman mentions that she's saving sex for her husband. And the guy is cool with that. Then he mentions that they should always go Dutch for dates because he's saving money for his wife. The woman points out that it's not cool and that um, he should take on, he shouldn't take on dates just because she doesn't want to have sex with him. So he mentions that it's not the case, but clarifies just like sex, finances should be reserved for marriage. Is he wrong? Oh, oh, I'm not going to 
going to say he's wrong, but I'm in my 30s and I'm just used to, when, in terms of dating, I am used to men financing the dates, whether or not we have sex or not. Like, yeah. sex has never been, for me, it has never been at the forefront. If I have sex with you, that's because that's what I want to do. And I've, ran, I've just run into guys that don't seem to care about that. So I'm not going to say that he's wrong because men value finances and sex differently um, yeah. in the way we do. And, and sex is very important to men. Um, and just like finances are very important to us. So I, I'm not going to say that he's wrong. Um, but how are they going to like date? I mean, I know that's awkward, you know, just you, that's awkward, like going on a date and then just having to like divvy everything down the middle or that's weird to me. I don't know. Is it? So, okay. So I thoroughly enjoyed my dating life. Uh-huh. And I dated in Atlanta and I dated uh-huh. in Houston. Okay. Um, thoroughly enjoyed. And I've been out with plenty, I guess, I guess majority of the dates the guy did pay. Okay. Um, but I was always taught never on a date that you couldn't finance yourself just in case. Okay. So I agree with that. I, I don't know if I technically think he's wrong because we as women we try to see what we can get away with at times by by saying things like I'm saving myself for sex but in the reality how many of us are really saving ourselves for sex I think we say it to see where the guy's mind is at I do I do I and I think he kind of hit her with a draw four he did he did he did he did did. but I don't think there's yeah, see, but I don't think there's anything wrong for equally investing mm-hmm. in dating. Okay. But now, I don't know if I agree with going Dutch every, every day, time. but I maybe alternate dates. Or, yeah, that's a good idea. Or they could do things that don't cost money. Um, You know, yeah. you have free art shows, you have you know, picnic in the park, you know, you have walk around the beach, um, carnivals, and and these are like very intimate settings where you can actually get to know someone um, without spending money. Um, Yes, but here's the thing. You actually have to like that dude because there's been times that I've been on dates that I didn't realize I liked Buddy maybe to the second or third date. That's true. So, Like, for him to hit me with that on the first date, I don't know if I would be in the space to be like, okay, let's find something free, because I don't even know if I like you. Like, everybody puts up a front. It takes a while for really, especially in Atlanta. Now, Houston, it it wasn't. Um, Houston fellas are a little different. Um, When you say different, because I'm in Atlanta right now, although... I'm in a relationship. I'm I'm not I'm not on the dating scene. Um I lived in Atlanta before, so prior mm-hmm. to becoming a mom. So I kind of I didn't date a lot. 
because um, I was okay. in out of I was in and out of this situation, but I did like get my feet wet just a little bit um, with the guys in Atlanta. They weren't really my speed at that time um, because I was I was young, like twenty two. So I like me a, you know, a good old Florida nigga. And that's just, <laughs> you know, just, bang, bang. That's just what it was. Yeah, I just, you know, we're good old Florida nigga. So I just, you know, I didn't really date a lot, but I'm in Atlanta now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dating scene, everyone talks about the dating scene and in Atlanta and they're like, it's just, it's not what's up. Like it's not. people having a hard time. So you you've experienced dating in Atlanta. I have. It's very superficial. Okay. And I I am not a superficial woman. Okay. I although I'm like most women, I love to a nice pair of heels and a nice lipstick color. Mm-hmm. But the upkeep men expect in Atlanta to me isn't normal. Okay. Like the um, the picture women have painted in Atlanta is they wake up glammed out. And I'm not that woman. You're going to wake up to a fresh shea butter face before mm-hmm. you wake up to a face full of makeup. And I'm going to enjoy sweats and flip flops if mm-hmm. we're just running around compared to I threw on heels mm-hmm. just because you're saying we leave the house. Yeah. So the upkeep compared to what you're in competition with, because at the end of the day, it is a competition, especially with dating. Because I think the ratio to men to women, when I left almost five years ago, was like seven to one. And it might be about 10 to one now. That's crazy. It might be. It might be about 10. So if I'm more of the laid back woman, it's not, I'm not the forefront. It's, it's, it's hard to date in Atlanta. It's hard. It could be, you just have to deal with so many people, so many tourists. Mm-hmm. Like it isn't. Well, Houston's the same almost, but because I think I'm in, we're in the south. Okay. Majority of the women here don't go out painted up or don't okay. go out with makeup because when a hundred degree weather, you wear full fledged makeup, you look stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, this is my speed. Like you can okay. see me in the club with a fresh face, maybe with just eyeliner and lipstick. But dating, it was hard. Okay, it was it was hard. I think they required majority of the men I ran into required sex on the first night. Okay, because the and that's not it's crazy. I mean, well, it's not. Um, if that's some women it, are fucking, yeah, that's it, just it, the truth. It, yeah, and that's the standard that has been set, and that's what they're used to. Obviously, if they're comfortable with asking you for sex on the first date, that's what they have experienced. I and there's nothing against it. You know, everybody grown, they can do what they want to do. But that's 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 I can understand how that may be difficult when you're looking for substance and you're looking for right. real. That that's true too. But I think what men, I'm going to say in all 50 states, and if we want to talk about Africa and everybody else, you <laughs> can include them. But I think men don't understand everybody's offering dick and something to eat. That's and true. it's not that I'm not willing to fuck on the first night, but you didn't bring anything different okay. to the table. You brought dick and something to eat. Like, why do I need to fuck you? Like, what? Yeah, and my grandma used to say, you need more than hard dick and bubble gum. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, okay. So. Grandma was on to something. You do. 
You yeah. do. Yeah. Now I do. I do agree. Some nights you might catch me on the right night and I might want to fuck you on that night, mm-hmm. but that should not be the assumption because we met up and you took me to go shoot pool or do something super expensive in Atlanta that I'm fucking like, that's yeah. just not, I don't, I, Atlanta makes sex seem just like so casual. Okay. Here in Houston, it was kind of like you were courted. Okay. So maybe the by your fashion way. The yes. way. So maybe by your fourth date, you see him trying to like, oh, well, I can pick you up, or I what about uh, you coming over? Like they at least wait to the fourth or fifth date so they start like the subtle hints. Okay. Atlanta, like What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You that's, that's interesting. And you so know I don't what? I don't I don't know. I think I have more maybe manly thoughts. I don't think he's wrong because I feel like that's a test to see if a woman really fucks with you. And yeah. I kind of support my son saying that to somebody. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's too. an ideology yeah. he should have, but throw it out there. If she reacts like, all right, well, we can find something to do, cool. Mm-hmm. If she tells you about yourself, that is the easiest way to weed somebody out. That That's true. Easy. That's true. And that, you know, that leads me to talking about um this whole B Simone thing. You you saw how that like blew up on the internet. You know, I've been, you know, talking to guys and I've been hearing a lot lately that women are not bringing anything to the table. And I thought that that was so interesting because I'm like, the women that I know, I know all boss women. So I don't, I don't know these Agreed. women. I don't know these women that don't bring anything to the table. Like this, Agreed. Is, this is, I'm like, is this the? Where is this coming from? But I have been hearing I that, know. and then for her to turn around, you know, and make this public announcement that women need to be basically what she said was you need to be on your shit. Um. Before you can expect the man to be on his shit. And I'm like, all the women I know are on their shit shit. Come out, what you bring to the table, the women I know. I am the table. table. I'm the silverware. I'm that glass of water that's perspiring. I'm the napkin. (laughs) Right. I I am the goddamn table. And when I pick it up, this table ain't going to be here no more. So I... So when you gonna be left in your chair because yeah. me and the table go. Not even that. Give me that chair too, because that's mine too. So you Correct. gotta be left standing up. This is a table for two, my nigga. <laughs> we standing up. <laughs> so when she, you know, me hearing that and then her making this public service announcement that just went viral, like all over the internet, I'm like, what is going on? So how do you what are your thoughts about women not you know, not so, having to offer. So it's it's hard for B. Simone. One, because she made the comment that um, when she was on Nick Cannon's podcast mm-hmm. that she only talks like he has to be another entrepreneur. Yeah. And that I understand hindsight was misconstrued because what she's trying, I think what she was trying to say is like-minded people should date each other because if you're a business owner, you're not going to understand that I'm going to have to talk to both genders. It might be a late at night phone call. Mm -hmm. I might be late to bed or I might not be able to make a, you know, do a date night because I have orders 
or maybe a project to work on. So I get you, you should be with like-minded people. I think she doesn't know how to word her things. So this video, she talks about the standards that women have. So I think the standards that she called out is not necessarily wrong. So she called out a couple of standards. One was like, you want a man to be financially stable, but you broke. Well, why do I want to be with a broke nigga? I feel as though if I'm bad with money, mm -hmm. you want somebody who's good with money. So it's not mm -hmm. like that I yeah. want you for your money, but maybe you know financial literacy that I don't. Okay. Yep. So that to me, me makes sense. You can teach me something that I don't know. And this is something that women have been complaining about for ages. I want a man to teach me something. So I can I, I can agree with you on that. I mean, or even you or it's like now so being that I have kids, it's kind of hard for the standard. Like you want him not to have kids. And at this point, if you find one without kids, you found a bubble guppy. I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, at this point, but I'm, I do think some of the standards we as women set forth are, are kind of outlandish. I mean, okay. because we want a guy. Yeah. Well, I had a list. Okay. I don't think there's wrong with the list. Okay. So we talked about manifestation. So I know okay. what I want in a guy. Okay. And I know certain criteria or certain aspects that I want from a guy, like a okay. nurturing guy, financial literacy. Okay. I want a humble guy. Um, I like my man with three likes or less. Like I, you know, <laughs> No social media at all. You like my nigga, I don't want my nigga to have no social <laughs> standards. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Not too much. Yeah. But I, I it's it's hard because you shouldn't want to mate for where you are right now. You should want somebody for yeah, where yeah, you're yeah. going. Correct. So you might have somebody that or your list might be out of your lead. But to me, there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's it's totally okay. Now, if I'm requiring you to have this and I'm not putting myself in the position for me to increase, increase. Correct. right, that's different. But if I'm a hustler, just like you're a hustler, like-minded hustlers, we can make something happen. Correct. I, I don't, I think, I think she said it wrong. Like we, we require more from others than we do from ourselves okay. and i think had she preached the point of once you heal and you know what you want or you've healed that little girl from your past issues or trauma then asking the man that you want to be with to have these certain criteria is not outlandish because you have put yourself on the path to meet him at your request correct correct so i think yeah i can agree with that I can agree with that. I, it, it, it's hard. Like, it is. It's hard to be a woman. It's, it, and it it's definitely hard to like be a, a woman. Me too. It's like. It is. Yeah. And especially like a woman with who's goal driven. Yeah. Because everybody wants a strong woman to they're in a relationship with her. And, you gotta and everybody wants an outspoken yeah. woman yeah. until they're with her. And so I actually I just met up with a, like a high school um, friend not too long ago, uh -huh. and he made the comment that like I ran some men away. 
Okay. So, I mean, hindsight, F you, because I don't feel like I ran nobody away. Uh I realize as I've developed in my life, you're called difficult when you ask for accountability. Correct. And people like to be accountable. People for nothing. Accountability is one of the hardest things to get from people for some reason. I guess because it requires you to put that mirror in front of your face and realize it's some shit that you ain't do that you should have did or you got to grow or you got to you got to face like you said your past traumas and you got to heal and it's going to require work people some people don't want work and accountability makes you have to do the work and right you know right so if you have this list and you hold him accountable you just seem like you are just like an unreasonable woman but I had the list and I had accountability and I got a mouth that'll back it up (laughs) so right 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 and it's it is it's 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 hard that that's it's yes it's hard yeah and I think the way B. Simone presented it came off as like an IG girl rather than yeah a woman that needed self-reflection. I, and I think, I think that's how a lot of people view her. Um, they, they, she's successful um, yeah. in her own right, you know, and, but I think a lot of, a lot of people don't, don't view her as like the picture perfect success. She has a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but they don't, they don't look at her as if she has the requirements to or she's met those those standards um to make such statements like well what's the standards because she ain't got her booty done yet yeah or her her face done like what 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 is this standard you know and b simone is is very loud Um, yeah b simone is very outspoken um you know she 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 liked i guess the baby and she for years was like oh yeah i gotta have him and i'm gonna run him down and i'm gonna chase him so i think a lot of a lot of people turned their nose up um that and then you know she had the the issue when she released the book yeah and then it came back that she had you know plagiarized at her plagiarized uh some things so i think her her credibility has taken a hit um and i think you know, people are just like, we don't really want to hear what yeah. Lee Simone has to say when it comes to serious topics. Like, she can stand, like, her lane, you know, with her, you know, whatever yeah. she's doing, but, you know, she, she's not a, she's not an advocate, you know, for us. She can't speak for us. So, I think so why do we discredit direct and loud females? Like, why do you think, because society does it all the time. Like, if you're direct, you're a bitch if you are loud because i come from a southern family we're loud like if you come to thanksgiving you'd probably be like y'all need to turn it down 20 notches we're we're just loud but it's not that it's an arrogant loud it's just we're loud Mm -hmm. but society makes you feel the loudest in the room is the weakest in the room correct so 
her being a black woman and successful, yep. like you said, in her own right, mm-hmm. how how do you get away or how do you fix that narrative? Like, how do you not be yourself, especially in the public eye? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Excuse me. Oh, bless you. Allergies. Um, I don't know. I don't know how we can get away from the loud black woman. Um, and I don't even think it's loud. It's it's assertive. Agreed. You're being assertive. Um, and you know they say the black woman, which no, I agree is 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 the most powerful being on the planet um and i think i think a lot of that that stereotype of the loud black woman is 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 just that was put into place to make us be quiet because yeah because we us not understanding our power or or us being afraid to use our voices allows you know other people to be at yeah. the front of things, it kind of pushes us, kind of pushes us us to the back. And so I, I think I think that's a part of it. I agree. I agree because I think that narrative makes you change who you are, meaning like the woman. Because then something that you would normally say, then you go, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. So yeah. then you become somebody you're not, and then you become this space that you've created where you can't even be yourself anymore because you feel like you'll be judged. And that's kind of why I love Tiffany Haddish. Yes. Because that was the exact narrative that they gave her. And I think one of her rebuttals was bitch and what? Like Mm -hmm. turn the TV down if you think I'm loud Mm -hmm. and I'm all for it. Like turn your ears off. Yeah. Just stop listening to me because yeah. I'm going to say what I said and I'm going to say how I'm going to say it yeah. regardless. And I'm in a position of management. So coming off as this direct and loud black woman is like, oh, she's so much. But y'all heard what I said, though. So, so, how, so how does that how does that you know, you know, we're you know, we're both professional women. Um, so <laughs> so, you, you know, with you being in, you know, healthcare. How how does that translate into the professional setting? Do you see some of the same same things that take place? No. Okay. Well, I do, but I, it doesn't translate. So when in a professional setting, there's an area that doesn't exist that nobody talks about. Okay. So in regular life, life is black and white. Like okay. it either it is or it isn't. Either you Correct. like it or you don't. Correct. When you're a professional, you live in this gray area. So you okay. live in black and white and you live in this gray area. Okay. And you have to function in an area that is non-existent nowhere else. Like nowhere else where you go does this gray area exist. And in grid, it exists when you're a professional. And, and it's hard And I will say for anybody, because regardless of what people say or whatever, it is hard to exist in this area because you cannot be opinionated, but they want you to be direct because you're in management or because you're a professional. You got to say what you got to say. But then you have to say it in a way that's not offensive. But then 
as a woman and as a black woman, I have to lighten my tone to say the same thing that somebody else can say in another way that's not offensive, but because I said it to you and I'm another woman, God forbid that you call HR because now I've told you get over it in a professional manner. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it's impossible. And I think they want B. Simone to be in a space that doesn't exist. Like you can't, ask somebody to be themselves but tone it down at the same time like that doesn't exist and that's why a lot of people a lot of black women end up going crazy at work yeah because i'm in a space that doesn't exist out of here but if i quit and walked out of here this space doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah and and that has caused a lot of black women to say you know what I'm, i'm no longer going to work for corporate america I am yeah. going to take my talents and, and invest um, in, me. in myself, you know, and, 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 and both of us, we are a part of corporate America, so to speak. We, we have a career, we have a, yeah. a nine to five, and we are also both entrepreneurs. So we, we, we have both. So, you know, we, we, we get to see both sides of things. Well, speaking of which, how's your business going? It's, or businesses, <laughs> girl? It is, they're, they're going. Um, I have been super busy. Um, so, you know, I'm an author. So, you know, I, I have this plan to write a certain amount of books. And I have not finished any of the books. I've actually, I'm actually writing three books. Um, currently because I'm just you know when I get a thought I write it and that's just how I am Um, and so I'm in the process of writing three books at the moment Um, but I have been super busy um, with the educational portion of my business I've been doing a lot of tutoring Um, I've been doing a lot of professional development so that has been keeping me very 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 busy what about you what's going on with you Okay. <laughs> so the tea business is doing very, very well. Um, I did my first custom order for a wedding. Mm. I know, um, a special blend. People are reaching out to me directly. Mm-hmm. Um, people are more so coming to me about like what can they drink because they have this. Okay. So the tea business has has taken me into my into my space. Okay. And I enjoy I enjoy giving, you know, recommendations. I enjoy like, oh, I can create something for you. Um, now with my nine to five life, uh-huh. um, a whole future husband and three kids, how does it all fit together? <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it's 24 hours in a day and I probably maximize all 24. I agree. Like, it's yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, it's crazy because I made the comment. Today, I was telling my boyfriend, it's just never enough hours in the day. You know, I'm going from teaching to tutoring to trying to write. And then I'm doing some professional development. And then I'm back. And I got to be a wife. I'm yeah, and then I got to ask you what you want to eat. Make sure you and, 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 and my son make sure, you know, they're, they're fed. I got to go to the grocery yeah. store. You know, just it's, it's just never enough hours. It's not. And yeah. I don't think it ever will be. But here's the craziness. I find so much peace in the madness. Yeah. Like the more I have to do, yeah. and, like, yeah. okay. And you keep and then, it up. 
but you keep right. piling it up. <laughs> and then you should see me because I'm like, I'm on the couch, like, I just need five, 10 minutes of me time. <laughs> so, like, I don't, how do you keep, what do you do? Like, what is your me balance, your zen? Like, how do you, how do you focus on you? Like, how do you not lose you in all of it? Um, I have set aside in the morning um, when they're still asleep. So the morning between 6.45 a.m. and 8 a.m. That's my me time. So I get up, um, I meditate, I work out, I run if I need to, I take a walk if I need to. Um, I'm getting into, uh, you know, more tapping into more of my spiritual side. So I've been, you know jumping into some tarot cards so i do that um as well and you know what i'm like the grocery store has become a part of my alone time so i'll get in the car and blast some music blast some music on the way to the grocery store (laughs) and then blast some music on the way back from the grocery store so that has definitely that and then definitely listening to music um Agree and wine and books. No, I read. I I, I'm an author, so wine, books, and music, and working out. And you know, I think all of the above. So I started sunrise yoga uh-huh. almost two years ago. So I wake up about about four forty five. Oh my god! I do, but that's yeah. my me time because. <sighs> When I hit the ground, I have to wake up two kids, okay. go to work for about eight to 10 hours. You okay. come home, I have to run errands. I okay. have to, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. So my me time is 4.45 oh to about, then that's like a shower, sunrise yoga, like until like 6.15 is when the kids start waking up. Okay. Um, now it, it works. Because I know when I don't have my yoga, I can feel it. it. But music is my therapy as well. Um, I do enjoy a nice bike ride Uh as well. And I'm a book junkie. Um, I have the, you know, the um, online book club. So I do, we're identical. That's so funny. We do like literally the same thing. Yeah. So music has been my therapy. What were you listening to? Well, okay. What's your plan? Okay, so you know because I'm both of them. Um, currently, right now, rap wise, uh-huh. Little Dirk and Ford Forty Two Doug. Oh, you like love them? Okay, okay, okay. Love them. You okay. can't tell me I'm trapping out the band though. Okay, I so, love that. Yeah. Okay. R&B. I like Little Baby. Um, oh like, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I, I like. <laughs> I like little baby, and then I've been hearing about this Pooh Shiesty dude. So I'm gonna have to, cause his name is, you know, I don't, you know, his name is ringing bells. So I'm gonna have to check out um, Pooh Shiesty. Oh, because I'm a authentic Gucci Man fan. You and know, he, he, he got his label, right? Yes. Okay. So okay. I like Pooh Shiesty. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So uh, why you feel like that? Is Pooh Shiesty not like trap enough, or like what? 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 He not hood enough? What? <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, so in my past life, I'm convinced that I was like Griselda Blanco, even though she just <laughs> passed, you know, not too many years ago. Okay. So he doesn't make me feel like, you know, showing my goals, letting it ride sideways. Okay. Like, little, little baby does. Little Florida-like. 
Right. You know, the so little babies are no. horrible mention, but Pooh I see, I'm not there yet. Okay. But I mean, I'm sure with the more hype, he's he's with Little Dirt, and so the song he has with Little Dirt, I do like. Okay. Um, R and B wise though, girl, I got into this Jasmine Sullivan. Oh, ho, 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 hotel, ho hands, and that thing that on repeat. Let me tell you, have you listened to it? Have I love it? I love it, love it. I actually <gasps> listen to it while I work out. Like you know, people listen really? to music when they work out. I listen to it when I work out. Yes, yes. So I don't know if I can do a workout because I told you I'd be trying to like trap out yeah. the bando. Yeah. I'm serving rocks out the window when I work out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I've always been able to work out to R and B. For some reason. I don't know. Okay. So you are more adult than me. And so when I get there, I will let you know. <laughs> um, I'm not there yet. <laughs> but so Jasmine Sullivan, right? Uh-huh. She has taken me back to my dating phase in life. Okay. And to my college years. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because I just remember being in that space not knowing like what what made me me like i knew i had something to bring to the table i knew that like i um i've always grown up in a loving household like i knew roles of men and women okay okay but i didn't know me okay and so you know as a woman developing all you first know is coochie like you know like all right my coochie can make him call okay so she brought me back to that phase where you honestly think just having a coochie makes that man stay like yeah but you know she also you know she on i think the song is lost one she also that's that's my song is that is that the one that you you like like what what song on that album like sticks out to you? Like, the one with her. Oh, um, like me. Like me. Oh, that is my song. Oh, have you ever felt like that? Like a nigga just made you bring the hoe out? Like you just yes. make me. You gonna make yes. me bring the hoe out. Like Yes. Real. Like you think you think I can't get five more of you tomorrow. Yeah. I've yeah. I've probably intentionally turned a hoe breaking up with a couple of niggas and unfortunately like those men were like sacrificial lambs because you weren't in the space to even talk to these men yeah. but all i knew was i'm gonna have five more for that one that you thought i lost yeah and, and you know with me back in the day and you're gonna know you're gonna know i got five um after i got rid of you so you know i i yeah and i i love pick up your feelings Okay, oh. I, <laughs> you know, back in back in back in my times, especially especially um, college days, like it was nothing for me to tell you, like, man, go, you know, go on about your business. Like I kept it real player for a long time. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I kept it player like for a long time. Like I, I operated. I almost functioned like a dude. 
Me too. Like, just my thought processes and how I moved and how I was Same. able to just turn off my feelings and just on to the next. Like I was like that for Same. a very long time. Same. I yeah. treated these men like a checkers game. Yeah. Okay, that's the move you made. Yeah. You didn't answer my phone when I called yeah. three yeah. times. Yeah. Watch what happened when you call. Mm-hmm. Like same mm-hmm. same you put yourself in a position that was questionable let me go out don't you worry about it yeah. i'm a i'm a even if i'm even if this is my homeboy that i'm going yeah. out to lunch with i'm gonna make you in the back of your mind somehow potentially ask questions yeah of what it is but that's because the first relationship i got in in college i probably got played more than a deck of cards okay and it put me on the defense, and I think because I never healed from it, okay. I potentially took it out on everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Rather than realizing the issues in our relationship was him and not me. Yeah. And because I reflected it on me, everybody after was about to play. Like, if I thought you was about to play me, you was done. Yeah. Like, it was no... Yeah. I was definitely a yeah. I was I, I can agree with that. I was a one up or two. You not you know I'm gonna one up with you like you know they say we do this all day. Yeah they yeah and I and I guarantee you that you're gonna get tired before I do. You'll right. get tired before me. But I was definitely that girl for a long I think long, so too. long time. So I think as so Miss Sullivan, this 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 album just kind of like it it speaks to you and it makes you kind of revisit. Like, yeah, I remember. What I will say is what she did that was genius is she highlighted the whole phase of every woman. Yeah. And I am one, I agree with um Gabrielle Union wholeheartedly. Gabrielle Union made the comment that every woman should go through a whole phase before okay. she gets married. I agree. Um, or potentially in a serious relationship because that marriage is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Because I believe in the whole phase, and I'm gonna call it a whole phase because it is what it is. It is. You end up learning what you like and what you don't like. And then you get so comfortable in what you like that you can tell somebody like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, this is what I require to be with me. And I think that whole phase is where you, if you hold right, that's what I'm saying. If you hold right, you end up right. You end up learning how to love yourself. You do. And I think if you don't know how to learn yourself, you don't know how to tell somebody else how to love you. Correct. So I think without that whole phase, I can't tell you that, like, I don't like you to lick on my ears. Stop that Uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. And be comfortable with saying it. Because a lot of women don't like certain things, but they're not comfortable with voicing right back to to the, either their significant other or the person that they're with so so right. definitely that whole phase allows you to kind of sort through that process like, yep. like everything is a process um and i think we forget that dating and finding the person for you is also a process and and the whole phase is a part of that process yes but you know we're taught that women you know women are not supposed to be Pose. We supposed, we're supposed to be prim and proper, but you know, how are you going to, you know, because marriage is supposed to be forever. 
So how are you going to know how to maintain this marriage and and do and do things that your husband likes if you have not experienced it? Agree. So like, I it's like you want me to be the nun, right? Like you want me to be a hoe in the sheets, but like I haven't it's I haven't experienced it enough to know. Right. Or you want me to be a hoe and have a problem that I have like an eight or more body count. Correct. Which one, this is where most people, so let me say right. note. Where most people mess up is they try to ask you your body count number. And I'm a firm believer in that's none of your goddamn business. Correct. I don't Correct. think body count should be something that's discussed because you're going to judge me off my number and technically you don't know how this number evolved. You don't know. You don't know. So if I tell you, if you meet me now and you say, how many men have you had sex with at almost 35? If I tell you 12, you go, oh, not that it's 12, but you go, oh. but yeah. if I was to say three at 35 and I'm talking about getting married, then now I'm, I'm not experienced enough. I don't, yeah. Yeah. I don't. So what do you want? Do you want me to be able to tell you like, I like to be choked or you need to do this yeah. or do you want to be like, turn the lights off? That's not what I want. And then you'll be cheating on me. So what do yeah. you want? When, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, and, and, but you know, most men that I have talked to and I, I've even asked, asked my, my boyfriend, like, you know, what, what are your thoughts? And, and he, he even said he'd much rather have, the girl that has experienced or has gone through her whole phase because you know it's like your system. I, yeah and and you're not impressed like by anything that comes your way it's like oh been there done that it's gonna take it's gonna take more than that to get my attention so, correct yeah I, I i agree but we still paint this picture of women being so so perfect but then yeah. we don't i don't know why it's such a taboo for women to own their sexuality like it's such right. a taboo to talk about sex toys it's such a taboo to talk about oh i just want the dick you yeah. can go this way it's such a taboo to talk about oh like anything sexual is just like oh why is she talking don't like talk that? about that yeah don't talk about that and it's like what but how like once you are aware of your sexuality, I think you start to become the woman you're destined to be. Because Correct. once you can own your sexuality, then you're comfortable in all aspects of your Correct. life. Correct. Because the moment that I was able to tell you, oh, I don't like that in my sex life was the moment that I was able to speak up at work like, oh, you're not about to talk to me like that. Yeah. Like you get... A sense of power. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A sense of power. Like over yourself. Like oh, as your as a being. Like I know who I am inward and outward. Correct. Like, so it, it, it gives you like this sense sense of power. So it's correct. She's not saying anything wrong. Oh no. She, she's oh, no. the light on, 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 on whatever. Oh no. I think though, so one of the uh, I don't even remember whose name it is. One of them said, um, well, Ari Lennox. Yes, Ari, Ari, Ari. Well, I, Ari. I think we've all been there. Uh, we probably never want to admit who that particular person was that had us like, yes, 
I know what you said, but I am aware. I had one of those um, that his name will never be released, but he dumped trash. I know, look, he dumped trash on my doorstep, like opened a bag of trash and put it all on my doorstep. And so then I, yes, right? And it's like, you can't even tell anybody who did anything. So I just remember me picking up the trash, being like, I can't even tell nobody who opened this damn bag because <laughs> if they find out, it's going to be a bigger issue. Correct. But then I'm also, well, now that I'm about to be married, I've been the woman who says, as a woman, you do end up fucking your husband because it will put you in a place that you get what you want. Correct. And, and that's the unfortunate part because when you're in a relationship, you do end up using your coochie like, all right, if I fuck him on Tuesday, I'm trying to go on a date night by Friday. Yeah, that lady, the, the lady said that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, you, you know, you, you do, we do what we have to do. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Like, it, it, you know, it is what it is. It, it, it is what it is. But but that you're giving something. And they're giving something. So we're both Agreed. giving, we're both winning, we're both getting what we want. So I don't see, I don't see the problem. I agree. Balance, right? Yeah. Everything, everything, Balance. everything is, is. So are y'all, you all constant with date nights? Like how often do y'all do date nights? You know, at least once a month. At least. I think we're there. Yeah. So y'all going out or it's yes. like in-house? Yes, we, you know, actually um, with me and him, um, we were long distance. For okay. Time. So every encounter almost was, was we incorporated date night because it was long distance. So, you know, with long distance, you have to kind of just do everything at one time. Um, but now, you know, we're we're living together, which is, you know, a topic for another day. A topic for another day. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it would be a little bit more frequent, and we're doing a little bit more now in terms of spending time together inside the home, too. You know, like, okay, let's watch a movie together, you know. So we'll see. We're we're still fairly new um in terms of of living together so it's, okay. going, it's going to be interesting to see um the dynamic of our relationship coming from a long distance situation um to living together and you know ironically enough i always attract guys from somewhere else so i have been in long distance relationships for since like since my son has been born so this whole living together thing is is it's new. I think I'm too clinky for that. Well, I don't want to call you think so. Word, word. You gotta see. So you you gotta see your man. Like I gotta. I need yeah. you. Yeah. I need you here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm more of like a here person, but it's based off my love language. So I'm the oh, only child. Okay. So I'm the only child. So. That one-on-one -on -one time to me is a big deal. So okay. like, um, like me and my mother bonded by watching like movies okay. or, you know, so to me, my love language is that, that time, that quality, quality time. time. Okay. And so date night is a big thing. 
Um, but he has done really well by shutting me up, by not spending money, by keeping us in the house, which I love. Okay. Um, just because it's so like out of the box. Like we had a date night for the D'Angelo, um, uh-huh. oh, versus, versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it just like my love language being music and quality time. He does very well in speaking to that. Okay. Um, but we do go out. Okay. I am one that I enjoy probably once a month putting on my lipstick and some okay. heels. Okay. Um, but Houston is wide open. So we've been to a couple of places. Um and ironically for me to mention that they just announced that Houston will as of March 10th won't require a mask anymore. Oh my god. And that you can go back to a hundred percent occupancy. Are we there? Okay. But you know, I'm in Atlanta and Atlanta been wide ass open. It's, That's it's, how I feel about Houston. It, so I'm kind of like they've been partying in the club like it is nothing, but I know the the mayor, um, she sent like some sort of cease and assist um to uh, for them to not be able to, but girl, they're gonna be up here partying like COVID nineteen. Who like they've been doing? Atlanta has same, been wide ass open too. So. Same as Houston, and I think Houston thinks we are like escaping it because half of our places are like half inside, half outside. So I okay. think because they have people outside, it makes it social distancing. Houston has been wide open. Now, I don't... It's so many people that live in Texas. For you to say that majority of us have been vaccinated, that we're okay to open is wild to me. Um, so, I, it's a little nerve-wracking. That is. That's, that is. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just because masks are not required doesn't mean that you don't wear yours. I agree. You know, I agree. Even though they're going to be looking at you probably crazy, like, well, she still got her mask on. But, but I, I, mean, I, I, I'm on both spectrums. So I'm on the spectrum of, well, now to date, I mean, it's very different. But at one point to date, it was more people who died from the flu than COVID. Now okay. I know that it's changed and I don't know the recent okay. numbers. Okay. But when it's flu season, we don't walk around with masks. That's and true. not saying that I'm encouraging it. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't. I don't know how to function anymore. Okay. So I don't even know if these masks, especially these bedazzled masks are really that we're really wearing, yeah. are even doing anything or <laughs> has it just been that we've built our immune systems up or has it been like you've just been the lucky one? I don't know anymore because we're saying six feet apart, but I mean... If you anything like me, we always been like, why are you so close to me? To me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do six feet apart anyway. I said that too. I was like, oh, we do that anyway. No right. So I don't I don't really know anymore. Like, and I'm already a hypochondriac, so I've already taken Lysol wipes everywhere and wiped yeah. down. I don't I don't even know because the little cute mask I have, if you think about it, maybe it really isn't stopping really anything. True. I don't even, the way things are going, well, I know Texas is a big um, money industry, and I know a lot of decisions Texas makes impacts the whole United States. Like, when we were shut down, gas prices went up. Okay. Um, like, a lot of, because we are by the ports, yeah. a lot of, like, Walmarts weren't able to be stocked, like, or in surrounding okay. areas. 
So I don't know if it's money wise anymore or if it's truly happening. Because if they're doing the flu vaccine like we're doing the corona, well, COVID-19, then you can only prepare a vaccine from the previous strand. So they were talking about and well, this is my health care coming out. Yeah. In 2012, COVID-19 happened and nobody blinked eye. Nobody knew. So the vaccine supposedly is supposed to incorporate 2012 strand and our current epidemic. Mm -hmm. So potentially and theoretically with two strands together, the vaccine could do very well. I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the vaccine really puts you at a benefit or not, because there was reports saying that they were treating it with like vitamin D and orange juice. Well, yeah. So, yeah, they were saying that they definitely said that, that you need to increase your vitamin D intake. So, yeah, I don't, I, you know, you know, we, we just don't know. And we're all just doing <laughs> the best that we can. I know, which is scary. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of scary. So I've been getting into gardening. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, well, I mean, I, and so hindsight, um, I know a lot of rappers, I know Moneybag Yo just caught flack for saying that he's made more money during the epidemic than he's ever, well, pandemic than he's ever had. I kind of had to agree with him. The stimulus check did put me in an advance. I was mm-hmm. able to prosper. Yeah. Um, but it's made me have to rethink and reground. So like I've gotten back into gardening yeah. and I'm trying to figure out like, what can I do to, I mean, make us better or stronger mm-hmm. or healthier. Like it makes you, yeah. it makes you more conscious of what you, what you're putting into your bodies. I know for me with us, you know, I make sure we have a smoothie every day. You know, they're boys and you know, my, my, my men is what I call them. And then they're like, Oh, a smoothie today. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like you drink this. So, you know, it just made us, you know, be more conscious of, of you know, what we put in our bodies and same. I upped our vitamin intake. We yeah. take black seed oil like yeah. it's water around here. So yeah. I, I think it's the same. And I don't know if it's I don't know if it's better or if it's just brought out my huh? don't touch yeah. that. Wipe the <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. This whole I guess the whole era we're in right now, I think is a strong it's gonna make or break you. I agree. I think it's produced a lot of entrepreneurs, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, that is amazing. I, I um, think that's amazing that people are yeah. able to really step into their their creative side. You know, that that's amazing. So, I, but I can tell you I'm tired of buying shirts. Um, everybody wants to be a clothing designer. I love um, t-shirts. So send them my way. Like, I love, love, love. Like, I'll dress a t-shirt up like it's nothing. Like, I'm realizing that I love t-shirts. So send them. Send them my way. What I'll send them your way. What you wearing? I, you know what? I, I want somebody to create, like, a, um, uh, a business that, I don't know that, Maybe just a, or not a business, just to create a space mm-hmm. that um, people have the, 
I don't even know if it's a business. So I, I realized when I was becoming an entrepreneur, like I wanted to launch my business. And even with this podcast, we talked right. about, like we get in the habit of wanting to launch things when they're perfect, but right. that's impossible. Correct. And so I think as many entrepreneurs are coming, like the rhetoric needs to come out. There's no perfect timing correct and there's no it's not going to be perfected like i've been able to develop my tea business from criticism Uh um basically like okay don't send it like this you need to do this or maybe you should do this or maybe you should update this and it's worked for me that i've ever been able to be successful but i think we get so caught up in having perfection perfection and that's I think that's just social media. You don't you don't get to see what's behind the scenes. You see perfection. Everything is glossed over. Everything is perfect. Everything is in line. And so, you know, it makes us you know, think that we have to have everything. Perfect. Well, how did you get over that for you being an entrepreneur? Um, I think for me, just actually seeing success in the imperfection. So even though it was imperfect, looking at the result of of something that you did that was successful, it's like, oh, so in my mind, I wasn't ready, but it turned out fine. They love it. So, yeah, so definitely. I, I, I think the same on that one. Like it, it got down to that, that fuck it juice. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. And if the yeah. shit don't work, we'll it'll just be delete okay. this. Yeah. Right. We'll just okay. delete this like it never happened. Yeah. It'll, it'll be okay. Definitely. But we, I think the most liberating thing that I've done is just learning to leap without a net, without a, how the fuck is this going to work out yep. without a, all right. Like I understand there's a whole alphabet that you could have plan A yep. through Z, and, but yeah. I, I've been jumping with just plan A. Yeah. And I realized when I jump is when you go to plan B or yeah. you on the way down. <laughs> yeah. But you can't, you can't prepare for B, C or D yeah. until you get A because you don't know what's coming. You don't, you, you don't know until you're at that point. But so That's many people are stuck on that. There's yeah. no way you can prepare for, like, for, you know, I ship. I use the postal service. Uh-huh. So when I started, like, shipping was like $1.79. The postal service has gone up. I paid three oh four for shipping now. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to prepare for that. So how, you, you cannot, you just have to adjust. You do. And, and roll with it and roll with it. I think going with the flow and understanding, just like just like the ocean and the currents. It flows one day it's like this, the next day like that. So, yeah. Agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have enjoyed talking to you. It's it's been it's been great. Episode one, you know. I know we We did it. (laughs) We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. So I think. Well, I know what I want to tell our listeners or you that we start with is that like I think we have so much in store, and I think the narrative.
narrative of guests and topics and current events and having our booze on maybe one day um definitely i think can take us there i think just planting the seed for growth is amazing it is and we we like you said we have a lot in store we have a lot in store we we definitely are going to be unfiltered and unapologetic bro because i didn't drop a couple of cuss words already (laughs) i'm ready (laughs) so until next time what's your um give 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 us your your instagram tell us tell us how to follow you and 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 how to keep up so you know i got three okay Uh so okay um, if you are active or avid reader like myself, I do run an online book club called the Urban Queen Book Club, where I do um, post both book. If you are still a, um, an old school reader and audible um, selections, I do highlight only black publishers and black writers. I think it is a safe space. Um, I think it is very imperative that we read stories written by us because when you control the narrative, um, the conversation's a little different. I run a specialty herbal tea. Oh, well, that one is at, yeah, I said at Urban Queen mm-hmm. on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, and Facebook and Instagram, I do Tea with Gwen, which is a specialty herbal tea line. I started that because um, I was diagnosed with celiacs, like maybe mm, that's tough, eight years ago. Okay. And so um, I do not believe in modern medicine. I will say that out loud, and I am okay with that. Okay. Um, I definitely believe you can heal yourself through your mouth. So um, I created teas that help with different um, health elements, and you can order that um, as well. And then on my personal page is at Truth or Dairy, and I do at Truth with Dairy because you either go with the truth or you going to get me, which is one of the same. <laughs> it makes no difference. It's all the same. Tell me yours. Where can I find you? What's so up I- with you? Yeah, I have two pages. So I am Lakita Mo. Um, it's Lakita Mo on Facebook. So Lakita Mo is like all encompassing. So you can you can find anything. You can find um about my books on Lakita Mo. You can find about my um my tutoring business. You can find out about the college professor Lakita Mo. I just you know I cannot run all of those pages. I'm one of those people that I have a hard time. Um, and then I also have a reading group at book underscore her reading group so that is on facebook and instagram as well see we have to incorporate on that because i got a couple of artists well they're not called well i would love them to call them artists i don't care they want i I understand they're publishers and writers but the truth is it's an art whether you are publishing the book and whether you are writing the book you all are artists and It it is a gorgeous thing to see your art come to life because it's interpreted different so I got a couple of people that I probably want to hook you up with. Okay. Um, we that. will definitely be networking with that. I think um, if we just create the narrative or safe space for, for black, us. Black and, and yeah. And creators, the black, black yeah. in general. Yeah. I read this quote that said, um, if you, of course I can't remember it, but it summarized if, like I said, if you tell your story, you control your narrative. Yeah, that is correct. And if you allow the hunter 
to tell the story, you will always look like the victim and nothing about any of our history is um, anything that should be the victim because at one point we were everything that was taken away from us and we're slowly getting back there. So I want to continue to fuel that fire to let you know this is what you came from and this is what you're going to be again and that we are forced to be reckless requisite in an entirety and that's just not african americans i think it's minorities in general. in general yeah we are kings and queens yeah because we even look down on you know the asian culture and they had whole empires mm-hmm. and we limited them to only restaurants or nail shops correct. or hair shops and they have so, so much, much more. more correct and that's why i say the minority like once we get the minority story back that we are the emperors and queens and kings that you yes. no longer want to acknowledge we'll be back on the right set Until next time. Until next time. We will be what? Unfiltered and unapologetic.